Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between it. Our calendar is very busy lately. Yes. And it starts with more old guy problems because you've been taking time out of your calendar to go visit your old guy friends who are increasingly ailed by... Old guy problems. Old guy problems. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We've talked about old guy problems and there are still old guy problems. There are. Yeah. So I have a friend, I have a Tai Chi friend. He's an old guy. A, A guy you met in your Tai Chi class. Yes. Okay. I've known him for the years I've been going to Tai Chi there, mm-hmm. and that would be when I returned to the gym after my top surgery. Yes. I had been to that class once in a while before that, but very... Sporadic. Yeah, well, just a just not even a handful of times and with a lot of time in between, so nobody really remembered me, except the new instructor who knew me from other classes. Right. That I did go to. Right. Beforehand. So. Then you needed, and that was one of, was that one of the things that your physical therapist had suggested after your top surgery was Tai Chi to work the flexibility through the shoulders there? She thought it was a good idea. Okay. You know, that would be something that wouldn't be too hard, but I would be able to benefit from. Right. And I was doing it because it wasn't too hard and I could do it. (laughs) You know? At that point, your body was really taxed and you needed something active that would not be too taxing. Yes. Yes. And it was good. Mm -hmm. And you met an old guy there who is a Iranian immigrant. Yes. Sweet old guy. Great person. Very nice guy. He has Parkinson's. So we haven't had long conversations because he does have, you know, some trouble getting his point across. Understandable. Which is one of the reasons he's been going to Tai Chi for many years is that he has Parkinson's and that is helpful to him. Good. But he had, I don't want to say a fall because because of my Tai Chi bias. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't actually a fall. A lot of older people go to Tai Chi to prevent falls. Mm -hmm. He collapsed. Yes. On Christmas Day... Oh. Well, my mother was at the hospital. He was probably there. And when you were at the hospital also on Christmas Day. Yes. Then your Iranian friend was also. Yes, but we were faring better than he was. Yes. Because he broke a hip and spent some days at the hospital and then spent three weeks in rehab mm. and then went home mm-hmm. and then took a turn for the worse. And is now getting hospice care. He is. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, you know, the friendship we have, because we wouldn't have this friendship some years ago before my transition. This reaching a gender gap is not so much in in our culture or his. Right. So there might have been a note of friendship, because there are uh, women friends he has from Tai Chi classes that might stop by and see him. And as I noted to you, because I did go to his house to see him and met a couple of his family members, when one of the women arrived, they went and sat with him and talked to his wife, and I sat and talked to the son. So we gender segregated ourselves. Yes, both Western American and Persian cultures are fairly gender segregated. So I appreciate the chance to have the friendships that I couldn't have before and felt excluded from with male friends who I find to be good people and couldn't, you know, have that opportunity before. Yeah. So that's a, you know, that's a nice thing to have. And it is. Um, I'm glad you have that. Yeah. But that is, you know, a thing that you do now. You go and visit your other old guy friends while they 
are sick and or recovering. And our Jesus friend is also currently ailed with old guy problems, by which we mean he has a virus, but his old guy immune system doesn't fight it off as quickly. No, and he's had a couple of fairly serious ailments that in the summer he said he hadn't been as sick as that, except when he was like in a mission in a country where you're afraid of mosquitoes. And right. Stuff, you know, like yes. really sick like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not sure if he had, I can't remember what he, he had then and what they thought he might have. And that's one of those things where they just leave you because you'll probably die. And uh, he didn't die, obviously, but uh, he had been so sick, he thought he was going to die. And he was young then. He was probably in his 20s then, Mm -hmm. maybe 30. Mm -hmm. And now he's in his, he's around 60, early 60s. -hmm. And he got sick again in the summer with something that bad. And this winter now, he got sick with a virus that put him in the hospital for the first time since he was born. Wow. He has never been to the hospital before. No. Yeah. Well, he's been for- For surgeries and stuff, but not um, like for ailments. Yeah. When he had his gallbladder out or whatever. Yeah. That kind of stuff. But those are outpatient things now. Right. He got there and they transferred him to another hospital because they said, well, we can do the antibiotics by IV here. However, then if you end up needing a surgery, we need you to be in the other place. So we're going to send you there now. Right. And I went to see him at the hospital Mm -hmm. with our friend that we usually have lunch with every so many weeks or try to have every couple months. Whose daughter just came out. Yes. So he was doing okay there. But, Mm -hmm. you know, he was on his second or third bag of IV antibiotics and fluids. Right. And he had felt quite so bad that everything felt better no matter what state he was in. Yes. Like he had like a sore throat that was strep and then he got blisters and his throat started closing and yeah, yeah, it was just very, Mm -hmm. very bad. Mm -hmm. So his daughter was there Mm -hmm. when I got there hanging out and- Were grandbabies home with- They were at school. Okay. This was a work work day, and okay. I was stopping there at lunch lunch hour because we were supposed to have lunch. Oh, that makes sense. And my my friend was, you know, hanging out, resting, and just he's hungry, he's glad, he's feeling better. And one of the folks who came to visit while we were there visiting him uh, was a guy who is like sort of like a foster son. Yeah, sort of like a foster son. They, their family, they as a couple, took in a lot of other young couples and friends of their kids to help them become effective adults before they were able to adult. Yes. So they have a lot of what could be considered foster kids. And at that time, most of them came through a Christian community. Yes. So they're part of the Jesus thing too with, yes. him, with him, the Jesus guy. So, mm-hmm. so that was interesting because I've, I've known that guy at a, a distance, but known him. Your Jesus friend's foster son. Yes. For over a decade. Yeah. And so he has seen, although like you said, from a distance, your transition. And that has to be like every couple of years that I may, I probably see him or I see him at a Christmas or a birthday type thing. Right. Every other year, maybe once a year, sometimes in between. Right. Here and there. Big um, family gatherings of their family when all of us, their extended chosen family also are invited. We right. see them. Yes. And he'll be there. And I can sort of measure this by how many kids he has. <laughs> yes. Because when they were first living with him, they had their first child. Mm-hmm. And they he brought with him to the hospital their third child because she's not quite school age. She's right. about to turn four. Okay. Yeah. So he got there and he was like, oh, George, you look good. And then a few minutes later, you look really good. 
And I thought, here we go with that thing because that's the it's thing funny. that the gender rebels were talking about like a month ago when they were saying, you yeah. know, when you people are complimenting you because they're clocking you. Well, but these are people who already know me, so it's not like it's not a matter of. I noticed this person is trans. No, they already knew. Yeah, so... But they're trying to be, like, supportive and... And process their own shock that you look like you should. (laughs) Yeah. Wait a minute. George is a man? I mean, I knew that George was a man, but look, he's actually a man. Yeah, that thing. (laughs) Uh, One of these times, I'm just going to roll my eyes right in front of the person. Yes. I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, that was funny. Not really. Um, <laughs> I was. That was a really. Oh, come on, really. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and they're Whatever. trying to be supportive. Yes. But yeah, no. Well, no, they are trying to be supportive. But I think it's more about them processing where you have arrived in your transition and where they last saw you in your transition and how these transition things work, yeah. which is really what's a surprise to them. Yes. So I can understand that. Right. I think that's probably how teenagers feel, you know, or your kids feel, but mostly they feel that more when they're teenagers and somebody says, oh, you're getting so tall. Mm-hmm. Look at you. And kids are like, yes, I'm tall. That happens. Yeah. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't stop us from doing it, though. No, we do it to all of them. We do. Yeah. So I'm afraid you're going to have that done to you. Oh, look how manly you are. It's just going to happen. It is. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one of those things. And you're going to roll your eyes just like the teenagers do. I probably will. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little funny. (laughs) It is a little funny. It is a little funny. (laughs) Yeah. But... I guess I could could come up with my version of it, but I'm not a talker. But if I was a talker, like like our friend's sister last night, she's a talker, I'd say, wow, so this is your third kid? So the first one is this old and the second one's this... So you have three kids now? Wow. (laughs) Right? That would be my version. Yes, yes. Yeah, something like that. Because I am thinking that. I'm thinking, oh, so this is the third kid. There must be another one in between because that would be three. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. But yes. I, don't, I don't talk it. But you don't have verbal diarrhea. I mean, you don't. Well, because people are also trying to be complimentary. Yes. They don't stop themselves from saying it out loud. Right. I just feel like that teenager who's mm-hmm. grown a foot and people are like, whoa. And you're just like, yes, I was there. I know it happened. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I did notice that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can we stop talking about me now? <laughs> right. Uh, there was a lot of talking about teenagers last night, though. We yes. went to our friend's daughter, Sweet 16, although she is a fraternal twin and has a 16-year-old brother who is also a sweet kid but does not have a Sweet 16. Right. Because I don't know why that's a thing for girls and not for boys. No idea. I I bet some boys feel that's unfair. I'm sure there are boys who feel it's unfair. Although last night, the boy seemed to be mildly bothered that he was stuck in a suit. Yeah, I was mildly bothered by my tie and jacket as well. You were having a little trouble dressing yourself and not because you were actually like 
toddler having trouble dressing yourself. <laughs> no. But like you were having difficulty selecting appropriate attire that would be simultaneously wearable for comfort and socially appropriate. And then you were getting in your head over this is a man thing and I have to do the man thing and it's still kind of new and you looked at me and said, I'm having that trans guy thing where I don't know how to dress myself and it bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I was having that. Because lately, the last few times this get dressed properly thing has happened. It's some understanding of you wear a shirt and tie and do you wear a suit or a jacket with that or not? Yeah. And then I think, okay, I should do that. And then I think, but are the other guys going to do that? Because... Yeah. They're not going to if they can get away with not doing it. Yes. And there's this weird gradations of formality of like wearing khakis and a blazer as opposed to wearing a suit that matches the pants and the jacket. And then what kind of suit, you know, is a pinstripe suit acceptable or does it need to be a solid suit? And then, you know, what kind of tie do you need to wear with it? And, you know, all these weird gradations of formality that normally men don't have to deal with except at formal occasions. Right. And then we live in the West, which is much more relaxed. It's not as formal as the Midwest and certainly not as formal as the East. Right. I mean, compared to the East, everybody's wearing pajamas as far as they'd be concerned. Right, right. The way we go out of our houses. So when I wore the suit before, well, I wore wore like a shirt and tie to um, an adoption thing. And the other guys didn't. And I'm used to wearing a shirt and tie if I have to go to court. So I did. When our Jesus friend's daughter adopted her daughter, Mm -hmm. you were wearing a shirt and tie. And my Jesus friend was not. No. And then I wore a shirt and tie to work the other day because I was expecting to go to court and then didn't have to. And I was mad because I could have been wearing jeans and so forth. You were also mad because they didn't want you at court because what you had to say was alternative facts. Uh, as far as I, I was concerned, they were self-evident truth. Yes, they had the alternative facts as far as most They wanted to keep concerned. my truth out of their facts. <laughs> However, it worked out in the long run. That's good. So I thought about that, and I thought, well, she said, yes, wear a suit. But, you know, my, my Jesus friend was in the conversation, and he said, can I just wear a, a jacket and a shirt with a tie? And she said, oh, yeah. So that's what I went for. Mm-hmm. And then the guy she's seeing is there in just a shirt. and Yeah. A, I mean, like a nice iron shirt. Like a gingham button down and navy chinos, maybe, I think. I don't know. I only noticed that is that he had a shirt on and no tie and no jacket. There was no tie. There was no jacket. Right. There was a patterned shirt. Yes. With ironed trousers. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you are correct. The women were generally more formal cocktail dress type things. And typically the guys don't if they can get away with it. Correct. Although the other members of her family, the children's father mm-hmm. and their grandfather. They and were wearing the, suits. Not su- Sweet 16, but also 16 boy mm-hmm. were wearing suits. They were. And I know his aunt picked out that tie for his suit because it matched the sister's dress. dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. And they're twins. So, they know, are twins. They still try to dress them. And it's funny right. because we were having this conversation with um, the girl is 
gay, the boy is straight. And so they were both supposed to invite their friend groups. And she invites a bunch of girls, including the one girl she has a crush on. And he hardly invited anyone because there's going to be a bunch of girls there and he didn't want competition. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think he should have invited a couple because it was a bit overwhelming, even for Well, him. there were a couple. There were yeah. a couple, although one of them partnered off with another girl pretty early on in the night I saw. She was lingering over there. Yeah. Being a, a, like a wallflower in that area where he was doing something with string of lights. and Yeah. She was glued to that wall. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they were hanging out. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I walked there was past there a lot. And guy I thought, who was wearing a jeans and a t-shirt, a teenage guy at mm-hmm. this big formal. All the girls are in their prom dresses and cocktail dresses, and he's in a scrubby t-shirt mm-hmm. with a stain on the shoulder. <laughs> I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see the t-shirt. I thought that was that was kind of. Or I didn't notice it. Yeah. Because again, like you said, if they don't really, really have to, they're not going to. Right. Although at that age, you might want to make a good impression hard enough that... I don't know. I don't know either. They don't believe in it enough either, so... Right. That's true. Yeah. It's a good thing she's gay because she is a very attractive young lady now. That's what her mom said. She that was, is. <laughs> when she got the fancy dress on, she was like, oh, God, I'm so glad she's gay. <laughs> Pretty little baby femme. Yeah. It just... It doesn't stop, though. I mean, this is our calendar lately. Go visit somebody. Go visit somebody. Go to a party. And then next month, it's also going to be go and go and go and go. I keep thinking it's next month, but I think it is in a minute. So it, It's next month in a couple. Yeah. And the next couple of weeks are also going to just be go and go and go and go and do and go and do and catch a flight and go and do. Yes. Which is good and unusual. Yes. All the weekends are booked. They are. That's very unusual. It is. So hopefully that'll give us some more topics to discuss and events to recount. It it probably will, because some of this is because there's not a number two child here. I mean, we would have had to have someplace else for him to go last night. It was not an event for children to be at. Correct. We would not have been able to take him to a lot of these things. You can't Um, take him to go visit sick people. No, I'm going out of town to visit him, so I wouldn't be visiting him if he was here. Correct. There you go. And the wedding is also not not for kids to be there. Mm -hmm. So there are some things that might not happen if he was here. And so that probably has increased our calendar a little. And we'll continue to increase our calendar because there will be some going back and forth of me and probably him. Yes. Because he's far away. Yes, that is correct. We have to do the traveling too. Yes. The traveling has to happen, but it's all good. Mm -hmm. Over the next couple of weeks, you should... Keep an eye out for and make little voice memos of any gendery things that happen so that we can make sure to discuss these events in those terms. Because otherwise, it's just a series of unfortunate events. I mean... Hopefully not. <laughs> I'd like them to be fortunate. Lemony snicket. Sorry. I, I know. Yes. People like that saying. So, in all of this traveling and such, you're going to be interacting with the Dick Patrol again. Yes. I thought of that right away. Oh, for goodness sake. I know. But you just got a new dick, so... I did. I did, because in all of these transition-type things, and for F F to M folks, there's decisions about such matters as lower surgery, types of lower surgery, and then alternatives to, can you get lower surgery, do you have access to it, etc. You have 
financial and insurance access, but your physiology is not receptive to major surgery. And so... Basically, that that's it. I don't know that I definitely have access through insurance because I haven't pursued it. I probably could have access, if not now, soon, by enough... Legal proceedings and letter writings and yeah. social activists... Type things making the making the actions to request that and get it right. to happen. But I know we've said this, you know, along this topic before. But I'm bad at surgery, and I worry because the last couple of people who've had big problems, including death, have been because they've gotten infections and not known it from the hospital. Right, like the woman at my work who was, I think she was less than fifty. Yeah, and she got dead really fast. Because of a antibiotic-resistant hospital infection. And then my sister's neighbor, who got that infection when he went for prostate surgery, mm-hmm. and they didn't think he was going to make it. And he, he did, but it was really close. I don't want to be that guy. No. I don't- and your body does not respond well to surgery anyway. You get really like... Some people are like, oh, yes, this area where I was cut open hurts, but the rest of me is okay. No, your entire body just shuts down to fix the part that's broken. Yeah, and then it creates other problems and yes. it doesn't get fixed all the way. So I just, you know, much to my regret, I I would rather have more of an option to have a surgery. Right. But I don't feel that I have that option. Health-wise, I feel that I'd be asking for it. Yes. And, and you know, you worry about the being dead part as the person who potentially would be dead. Yeah. But not, probably less so than the other people who aren't ready for your deadness either. So, no. <laughs> um, it, but I what worry did, what more. What did I say the other day? I can't pay this house off without you. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. There's practical things. <laughs> but then there's, because once you're dead, you don't worry as much. I'm quite sure of that. Um <laughs> And even if you do, you know there's nothing to do about it. But having problems, serious problems, and trying to get through them and lingering problems. Yes. I I think I don't have or have never had any lingering problems from the surgery I had to the nasal septum, which was many years ago. But like the two hernia surgeries and then the chest surgery have had lingering problems. and. Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of infections. Understandably so, if you've lost friends and nearly lost acquaintances to hospital infections. And already know that... that yeah, so, lower so, surgery is not on your no agenda, but then you have other prosthetics and other alternatives. Well, that's what I decided. I decided if I'm not going to have surgery, then what other options are there and let's explore them. Because I can and mm-hmm. why not? And so you bought a new dick. I did. I bought a prosthetic. I decided that was the next way to go because then there were options of being naked in other places. Yeah. Like at the gym or mm-hmm. swimming places or something. Right. Or potentially there were. I haven't been convinced yet. No, no. I'm not convinced. No. But I did buy a very inexpensive prosthetic because I didn't want to spend a bunch of money on the first trial of... How does this work? Which is good because yes. um, what we've noticed so far is you get the prosthetic and then you have to figure out the other things that go with it to make it stay the and look right. The medical adhesive and the, you know, if you're going to 
attempt to get a merkin or some other sort of hair coverage for the attachment point and so i got it here and then figured out you said oh i know how to do something about the yes i was a performer before i was a teacher and i have makeup tricks Mm -hmm. to get your hair onto the adhesive panel of the prosthetic yes and i said okay good and then I realized I needed the thing to glue it to me. So then I ordered so you that. you had to get the medical adhesive, yes. And then I had to grow some hair back that I had recently cut off because it was in the way. Because you trim your hair on a regular basis? Yes, I get lots of it. I don't and trim my butt hair probably because I can't reach it. <laughs> no. But, you know, I trim all the hair in my ears in various places. So I trimmed it and it needed to grow back in order to have some hair for you to help me glue. And then I said, okay... I think we'll be able to do that. And you said, oh, I didn't realize that. So I'll need to order the stuff for the <laughs> yes. other. So there's a lot of parts of this project and each part of them costs something. They do. And I'm I'm feeling about this kind of the way I felt about the mattress, that if you're spending X number of dollars per amount of time, and if this is going to last you for a certain amount of time, and if you're doing this instead of other options, for example, surgery that your copay would have been a few thousand Mm -hmm. then I think in the long run, it's worth investing a couple hundred in having a decent decent pr prosthetic. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And this one looked pretty good for the price, but to me, it also, it's flat on the back of the balls, and so that looks weird to me. I mean, I guess it lays down better. It, it'll it's fit just, into your pants better, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's why, but it's just weird, so. Well, it's also because you're used to seeing the ones with balls that are STPs, and so they have that big panel that goes in the back of the balls, and. Well, I did order something like that, too, but it takes longer for them to get around to making it and sending it. Right. And I told you it was called, it was a foreign one, and you're like, four? And I said, yes, it, it's a uh, peck. Play. Four in one, yes, because I've seen three yeah. in ones here, there, and everywhere. And you're like, four? And apparently they're considering two different types of play, self-play and partner play as yes. different functions. Apparently, they've counted okay. them separately. Okay. But I got it because it's a prosthetic and it's a STP thing, and I thought, and it was yeah. a really good price. There was a big sale. Yes, and this so I is thought, okay, what I'm gonna you're doing. You're in. waiting for the sale. I, yeah, I do. So that's that's my number one advice. Wait for the sale. Number two advice is find out all the gluey things you'll need because there's a lot of them. <laughs> all right. And then what I'm in, I'm interested in because this is often what I'll do with uh, when we're gonna go somewhere if if it involves an airplane is I'll go ahead and see what happens if I try this or that. So when I was wearing a binder, mm -hmm. I went with, you know, the binder and would say something or wouldn't. Mm -hmm. and through TSA and Yeah, when I went through TSA, I would remove my sock, sock which <laughs> is really a drip guide for my STP, but yes. um, and put it in my bag or not. Mm -hmm. And I haven't worn a packer through, but I don't generally wear one because it would get in the way of my STP that I use, which... Yes, you don't generally wear a molded packer for daily use. No. So I haven't gone through the TSA with that, but I would consider going through with a prosthetic... That was medically adhesive attached to yeah. you. So to see how they would deal with that. Yes. Although I wonder, because my chest is uneven. Mm -hmm. I pad one side of it. Mm -hmm. 
And occasionally the pad sets off the triggers of the TSA. And by occasionally, you mean each time you go through it, as far as I can remember. They've pulled us to the side and... Oh, no, wait. The last time it was your computer. Last time it was my computer. It was not my... Your computer was the uh, danger. It was not my right boob last time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it was my computer because I had forgotten to turn it all the way off. And so it had a Bluetooth tweet tweet. And they didn't like that. They didn't like that. And so they had to swab my computer and swab all my belongings and make sure that I wasn't carrying anything that could be triggered by the Bluetooth in my laptop. Right. Hmm. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm considering now. An opportunity to test TSA test, with your yeah. new packer. That's so then we can tell everybody. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. We do things and we tell people about it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's try this. Let's see what happens. It, All right. It, uh, it is not an STP. So then I have to figure out what I want to do about that. Right. It has a potential for that, but I'm not sure the, the thing I'm looking for is available and compatible with my needs. Right for making an STP properly work. Mm-hmm. So, but we'll have, we'll have more information. So. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did think that way at the beginning when I first thought about prosthetics and I thought, God, those are expensive. You'd have to not be able to get surgery or something to probably go that way. And now I'm mm-hmm. thinking, oh, and yes, this is the option for, I don't think I can do surgery. Yes. So. So yes, they are kind of expensive, but not as expensive as surgery. No, and definitely not at all as expensive taxing to your health. Right, right. Physically. So is that it for now? That should be it. We'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! And all the life that happens between it. And I bumped the... I'm sorry. (laughs) It's my fault this time. A podcast. A podcast about gender identity. <laughs> Flappy dogs again. Uh-huh. <laughs> we had that problem last time too, didn't we? Uh-huh. Okay. I haven't slept, so still not sleeping. <laughs> still not sleeping. Okay, continue. Um, probably should cut that because A podcast. Was that loud enough? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, as long as it's a relatively even pass, I can do it. Okay. Like, even if you make a whole phrase over here and a whole phrase over here, as long as there's, like, a cut point, I can amplify this phrase. But if you do like this, then there's no real cut point, And it goes... Right. Okay. Uh-huh. I understand. Ha <laughs> <laughs>